Hello, hello. This is Latina Career Connect with Latina Professionals. I'm Danny Tan, Leadership and Career Coach. And if you are here today, you're joining me as we talk about empowering women, maximizing compensation and career growth. So if you're joining now, go ahead and drop in to the chat. Say hi, hello, where are you visiting from? Where are you tuning in from? Um, you know, what are you excited to learn about today's chat? Today's chat really is more so about understanding our compensation when it comes to our salary and benefits, how we can negotiate for ourselves within that to help catapult our career growth. So go ahead, drop into the chat where are you're tuning in from, what you're looking forward to talking about today. Um, and we're super, super excited. So just as a heads up, this is a pre-recorded live. Um, I'm traveling due to all the holidays going on, but I want to make sure I was able to share our uh, session this week. So if you're tuning in and you have questions, go ahead, drop all your questions in the comments, and I will apply to them by the end of this week. So by July the 7th. Um, amazing. So I'll go ahead and start to kick this off. Great. So today we're talking about empowering women. We love that, especially Latinas, and then maximizing our compensation and career growth. Um, with me, Danny Tan, leadership and career coach. So a little bit more about me. I am primarily a leadership and career coach for women of color. I'm here if you are the first, if you're only in your space and you want to pivot your career, you want to get promoted, expand your leadership skills or find your voice. My goal is to help you. I'm here for you. Over the last decade plus, I've honed my own personal pivot and promotion skills by growing into the first generation Asian Latina leader that I am today. First generation being first generation in my immediate family to graduate college, first generation in my family to be born in the United States. I am the eldest daughter. I understand how it goes um, when it comes to being the first in your space, whether it's within your family, within your industry, um, within your role. And then Asian Latina, I am Filipino, Chinese, and Puerto Rican, very proudly. Um, I love that I have a plethora of cultures to pull from and why I'm here. I've learned to really turn conversations into job opportunities, which has allowed me to change careers across so many industries, PR, sales, merchandising, e-commerce, all while achieving 11 promotions in 11 years. And so, you know, I'm really, really here because even though you may be the first, you're only in your space does not mean you have to do it alone. I really do believe in the power of community and role models in order to help us get to the next level, um, wherever it may be. So that's a little bit about me. And then what we're talking about today is really how to close that gap when it comes to salary negotiation or benefits negotiation, um, when it comes to compensation within our roles. And we're doing it in three different phases. So phase one is knowing your number. Phase two is tips for negotiation. And phase three is testing your skills, really. How can you apply this? And this is one of my signature topics that I always speak on. Um, it comes up a lot within my clients, within my workshops of, you know, how do I even negotiate? Where do I start? When do I start? Um, so this is a topic that is very, very prevalent within the community that we are always just talking about. So let's go to the first phase, knowing your number, right? So whenever it comes to understanding how to negotiate your salary, negotiate your benefits, you kind of, you need to have a goal. You need to understand where you want to be. And we know I love data. We know I love doing homework. And so the number one piece is your rules and responsibilities, right? So looking at what is your current role? What is in your job description, right? What is within the scope of that? What are you doing within your current job description? Are you like, wow, I am slam dunking. I'm doing 100% of my role. And then you see, wait a minute, 
if I were to really look at what I'm doing, I'm actually also doing 20% outside of my role. I'm doing even more above and beyond my role. Those are things to take stock in and to take note in, right? You want to understand if you're doing fully your role and more, maybe you're doing less than your role, that's totally fine. But to really understand where your skills, roles, and responsibilities are measuring up to what is expected of you, right? Because that's how you really start to understand, okay, based on where I'm valued at, based on what my current, um, you know, salary or benefits rate at against what I'm doing is one more than the other. So you have to kind of start with a home base. The next thing is job postings. So if you want to understand like what your number is, what is the right number for you? If you're like, I'm making 70,000, I have no idea if 70,000 is the right number that I should be making for this role for if I'm, you know, in marketing, if I'm in sales, um, is this the right number? I have no clue. So the best way to know that number is through salary transparency, right? So you can go on LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn, go to the search bar, and you search the job title that you have. And you can see on there, depending on what state you're in, ranges, salary ranges of what those roles are. So you can go ahead and search like associate marketing manager. You can go ahead and search sales director. You can go ahead and search VP of X, Y, and Z, and you'll go ahead and start to see what those salary ranges are. What are the bands for your role? Are you in, are you above it? Are you below it? Are you in between it? These are all good things to start to take stock in. I like to get a good plethora. I don't like looking at like a couple. I like to have a really good number of like anywhere from eight to 10 that I can identify and start to find an average there, right? The next thing is salary tools. This is one that comes up a lot. You can go to Payscale's um, website. You can go to Glassdoor's website. You can go ahead again and type in your, your state, um, your level of experience and your job title. And it will actually pop back to you what your uh, average salary, the median salary is for your role. So these are all different metrics and data points to help you ground yourself on what really is your number. Number four, this is my favorite one. Nothing is more telling than someone telling you how much they make or how much they did make or how much they budget roles currently at, right? It's one thing to look at a job posting. It's one thing to look at a website. It's another thing for you to, you know, have the number that you currently are paid. It's another thing to find those within your network who are in similar roles as you who can open up to you and tell you, you know what, I make anywhere between X and X. That will help ground you because these are people who actually are in the roles who are making that money, who can tell you how, where they're currently at. The other thing too is finding those who are leaders in the industry or maybe mentors in your industry who are hiring for those roles. So if you're hiring for that role, if I'm someone who's hiring for an associate uh, marketing manager role and and I'm mentoring someone else, I'm like, hey, Danny, you know, I'm currently in that same role and I know you, you typically hire for that and build out teams for that. What do you normally budget that role at? I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I'm at the right, I'm in the right uh, pay scale, you know, I'm in the right grade of where I am currently. And that's another great way to find out. It doesn't have to just be someone who's in your role, it can be someone who hires for that role or for that kind of team. Great. Number five, interview, right? So you don't have to interview just because you want to leave a company. You can also interview to see what's going out there in the market. So applying for roles that are similar to yours with the same titles as yours, right, that you currently have experience for, whenever you go into an interview, HR will typically ask within the first interview screening, one of the questions will be the budget. Where are you currently budgeted or where they're currently budgeted at? That's how you can get a good basis of what is currently out there in the market straight from HR of where they're budgeting these roles at, right? So many different things come into play of the size of the company, um, you know, 
what kind of company it is. Is it a startup? Is it more established? Is it lean? Is it large? All these things. But these are five different data points to help you ground yourself to figure out, okay, what is the range for me? And what do I feel like is right based off of what's happening in the market and based off of what I currently do in my role, right? The next piece is your top tips for negotiation. So you have grounded yourself in the data. You've grounded yourself in the numbers, which is so, so, so important. So the next piece is how do you negotiate? When do you negotiate, right? So the next thing I'll say is when it comes to knowing your number or knowing what benefits you want to negotiate, it's being ready to know your worth. Number one is so important. Know your worth. Know what your number is. Know what your skills are, your experience, your expertise that you bring to this company. Be able to articulate that. You want to be able to say, my job description is X, Y, and Z. I'm currently serving that up at 100%. Plus, I'm doing 20% more than that. This is why I'm looking to get an, a salary that reflects my current workload you know, what I'm bringing to the team. Or you can even say, my job description is currently at X, but I am delivering at leadership level work. I look, I'm coming up more so as a manager versus an associate level because of me going ahead and leading the projects, leading the team, managing, time managing the, you know, um, associates on the team, X, Y, and Z. And that's why I deserve to be reinstated to a, a, a budget that makes more sense and is more in line with my salary. So these are all things about knowing your worth, knowing what your experience is, knowing what your skills are, and being able to communicate that. Number two, practicing your pitch. You could be so good on paper, have all of the bullets, have everything organized, right? But it's super, 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 super important for you to practice saying it out loud. There's something that comes with us practicing verbalizing um, what we want to say out loud a few times before we go ahead and do it, right? It kind of, it helps takes away like the scary, the anxiety, the weird butterflies feeling. So I always say, you wanna be clear, concise, you wanna outline any of your accomplishments, anything that you bring to the table that should be highlighted within this. And it doesn't matter, practice in the mirror, practice with your dog, practice with your family, practice with your friend, but just practice with someone because the more you practice negotiating, the more you practice communicating your value, the more you practice your number, you will start to become less shakable in the negotiation. You want to become unshakable. You want to be like, I'm so certain of what I'm bringing to the pay table, what I have researched, what I have done. And that will really come through and shine through when you practice your pitch. Number three, ask for more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I always say ask for more. If you are um, looking for a job, if you're applying for a job and this is your initial negotiation for a new role, right? Any number HR gives you, you should be negotiating for more. Yeah, it that number comes with room knowing that you are going to be negotiating your salary, right? And it's okay to negotiate. It's a part of the game. But also whenever you are interviewing, let's say, and then when the first round they say, well, what is your budget currently at? You can go ahead and flip that question back and say, well, what is this role currently budgeted at? You don't have to give a number. If for some reason you feel like you need to give a number, which I don't necessarily recommend, um, the number that you should give, just know the lowest number you, you give is a number you're going to get. So you should make sure that when you're giving that scale of that budget of the range and you say X to X, make sure your lowest number is actually has a buffer and is higher than the number that you, the lowest number you're actually willing to take because you don't want to walk away not being happy with it. So just to recap that one, I would say ask for more, ask for more. That's it. Um, ask for more. The worst that can happen is they say no. 
right? But just make sure, of course, you're asking within reason of the research that you did. Just make sure the lowest number you're giving out there is not the lowest, is not what you want to walk away from, right? Put some buffer in there, whether it's like 5K, 10K, something like that. You need to give yourself some wiggle room because you're going to back yourself into a corner. Um, and it has a ripple effect on your salary for a lifetime, right? Every single time we negotiate our salary, we're negotiating our uh, compensation for our careers, right? Because typically you're staying in a role Maybe you're taking a role for a year. Maybe you're taking it for two years. Maybe you're taking it for shorter. That's totally fine. But the thing is, for those who do stay within a year or two years, you're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot there. If you are not negotiating up front, you're going to have to do it on the next role, right? Or within the, the promotion or within the next cycle. And it's it's typically the time that's advantageous for you to get a salary increase is when you're getting a new, not, a new job, not when you're getting promoted from within. Fortunately, unfortunately. And then number four, be confident. Yeah, be assertive, be polite, be professional, all those things. But you are advocating for yourself. Advocating for yourself. You're advocating um, your what you bring to the table, the value bringing to this company. So just be sure in yourself, you've done the homework, you've practiced your pitch, you know your number, you have done the work. So just be so sure in yourself, right? Because if you're, if you're not sure in yourself, who else will be? Right. So come in strong. So that way when you know, when you walk away from the, the negotiation that you put in your best. And then the last piece here is test your skills. Yeah. So test negotiating. If you are like, oh my gosh, I'm going from not negotiating to now I'm going to negotiate, right? Negotiate in a smaller way first. Why don't you negotiate something, whether it can be work-wise, it could be negotiating extra PTO duties, negotiating a, a flex schedule or a hybrid schedule, work from home, negotiating, having work cover a workshop for you, having them uh, cover getting you to go to a conference, having them cover you have additional training for career development, right? Negotiate in small ways. And that way you can start to practice and work that muscle of negotiating in a bigger way if salary or benefits is a, is a bigger piece for you, then start small. It doesn't have to even be work-related. You could practice negotiating when it comes to your rent payments, let's say your car payments, let's say um, your phone bill, but constantly working that muscle will make it easier with time of like, okay, like what are my ground rules for myself? Like one, what does the market research say? Where's everyone else coming in? Number two, what do I want my number to be? What's my range? Where am I? What is the lowest I'm willing to walk away from? All of those things. And number three, get comfortable with no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No is not rejection. It's redirection, right? No is just feedback. So when you get a no, it's just feedback on either how aligned you are with the person you're negotiating with, how disconnected there might be, how one, one or the two of you need to bring, um, you know, more communication on what values being brought there. But it's okay to get no, because no is just feedback for you to either understand one to have to reevaluate how I'm presenting and communicating my value or do are they or how they're receiving it. Um, is it feedback on the organization? Like, what are they saying? Are they saying it's because they don't have it in the budget because they can't afford it because X, Y, and Z. And then that way you can go ahead and take that information, take that feedback to make a decision that feels right with you, right? And then number four, challenge yourself. So I always say, I, every single time I talk about this, like challenge yourself in the month. One way you can negotiate one thing, big or small, just try it. Make a, a little promise to yourself of what's one thing I can try to negotiate this month based off of the things that we talked about today. So I'm gonna leave it here for Q&A. 
um, go ahead and drop any comments, questions, uh, anything that kind of came up for you. And I'm happy to discuss those uh, with later in the week. And I can answer some questions later in the week. But if not, I'm here every single Wednesday. So just go ahead and you can um, connect here on Latina Career Connect and see um, some other fun things. If you're like, oh my gosh, I've been showing up to all of these workshops um, and you are enjoying the workshops and working together with me via these LinkedIn lives, but you want to work together in a bigger, in a bigger way. Um, ways that we can work together in a bigger way are one private one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I do private coaching, um, leadership and career coaching for women of color leaders who are the first fewer in their space, either looking to take charge in their career, pivot careers, get a promotion, negotiate salaries. I work with them for six months via private coaching. So I'll drop my link later in this. So you can go ahead and um, see how we can connect. And then the other way that I partner is with organizations. So I partner with organizations, conferences, ERGs, and I work with them to present different workshops um, or speaking engagements to help support and create more awareness in the community as we did today. Um, so I will drop my link in the comments and you can go ahead and connect with me there to find out more. And how do I help? I help, I help by, you know, turning and empowering conversations, taking those conversations, making them job opportunities. So you can network really to the jobs that you want, organizations you want to create the career that you want. And why do I do this? Because representation and role models equal power and possibility. It's so, so important. And the more, the more representation we have, the more role models we have, just, it just becomes endless. And, the goal overall for me is I want everyone, I want all Latinas, all women of color in six figure and associate roles. Um, yeah, it's time. Everything going on, it's a lot. So all we can do is, you know, push and power through um, and build community and do it together. So that's a little bit about that. But Thank you so much and stay connected. Say hello. I'm going to drop my link um, in the comments right now. So that way you all have it. And yeah, I will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.